Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hopwoody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. Um, on the front cover of this one, it's the 26th of February, 1983. Uh, on the front cover, I haven't sent it across to you, Sam. There's nothing really in there. See, I can show you it now. It's Willie Young, who... Uh, uh, he brought down Paul oh, Allen course, in the cup yeah. final. Yeah. He, Fucking he dirty bastard. He introduced the professional foul rule, didn't he? He did. Paul Allen, 17 years old. Young, youngest ever Paul player Allen. in a cup yeah. final. Through, like a little fall. Nailed yeah. on to fucking score. Is imagine how I mean Paul Allen had a good career. Let's let's be real. He you know, he, he played many games for West Ham before betraying us and going across mm-hmm. to Tottenham. But mm. he had a good career at Tottenham too. It, it never never quite made uh, the England team, I don't think. But you just wonder if Willie Young hadn't brought him down in that nineteen eighty cup final and he'd gone on and gone round, I think Pat Jennings was in goal, mm-hmm. gone round him or slotted it past yeah. him, that might have set him his career off in a in a different direction. Yeah. Not that his career might wasn't well set anyway. But it's very cynical, and I'm not a fan of Willie Young. No, obviously. Willie Young there, and now by 1983, plays for Nottingham Forest. Uh, he looks, you see his face there, there's no... <laughs> no remorse. Uh, no remorse at all on his face. Yeah, I couldn't. I know, I know what you're thinking. Do I lie awake at <laughs> the, night? The incident. Thinking about Paul Allen. No, I do not. No. I do not. I'm always moving forward like a hungry shark. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> like a like a hungry trout, as Paul Weller would say. <laughs> Are you familiar with that lyric? No. Do you know the song by the jam? I know you're not a big jam fan, but the song Precious. Which is very oh, sort yeah. of when they when he was fully trying reaching for funk music sort of yeah thing. it was funky it's a funky piece that isn't yeah. it yeah and uh, there's a great line in it he goes and like a hungry trout I just help myself is that what that line is like a hungry trout I just help myself which I have well. to say if he's going for a sort of James Brown slash George Clinton start vibe. Right in the sound, yeah. Lyrically, he's still keeping it very woken. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't yeah. think there's the sort of royalty of funk music would reference <laughs> or even know about hungry trouts. Whereas fucking Paul Weller probably used to go trout fishing in in Woking with his old man, yeah. 
And he's like, right, I've got to think of a lyric here that's something hungry. What can I say that's hungry? What helps itself to things? Um, hung- well, I know, a hungry trout. That would help itself, wouldn't it? You know what it was? I reckon he had a lyric down and he was about to record it and then... This is about the same time. Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf came yes. on the radio. Mm. And I bet he had Hungry Like the Wolf as his lyric. Like he had to change it at the last minute. I just hurt myself. Yeah. Sounds better, yeah. doesn't it? Like it makes a hungry more sense, wolf. doesn't it? Yeah. And he's then got he's got, oh, fuck. fuck. Fucking Le Bon's they've, beating me to it. Fuck. Just change it to trout. Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> what else is hungry? Oi, Foxton. Give, us a, give, me a, <laughs> give me a fucking animal. Any animal. Quick. Double quick. It's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be one syllable, though. Right, it can't be elephant or giraffe. It's got to be one syllable. If not, it won't scan. Uh, fox boss? No, not fox. You're always no, saying fox. Too, just because your name's Foxton. It's too similar anyway. Think of another one. Uh, what about trout boss? You all right? Yeah, hungry uh, trout. That'll do. We ain't got time to think of anything else. Like a hungry trout. I just help myself. <laughs> I, I picked up on a particularly similarly shit lyric yesterday I was listening to the radio and U2's even better than the real thing came on mm. and one line stood out your honey child to a swarm of bees gonna gonna blow right through you like a breeze yeah <laughs> breezes don't blow through fucking anything mate Duh. they're just fucking Gale, breezes yeah it's a tornado yeah not breeze fucking breeze has never Fuck blown off, through anything off. in its life Fucking breeze is the softy water of the um of the wind yeah. world, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Anyway, let's crack on. <laughs> also on the front cover is uh, a big advert. It says "Enter our and television Electrolympics competition today," oh. which is to win a games console. Can that you see the, the modern font work and and design oh, work yeah. on that? Brilliant, good, isn't it? Really nice bit so, of design um, that. Yeah. So there we are. There's uh, what else is going on in this one? We'll get straight to the story, I think, because it's been quite exciting recently. Um, at the top, left-hand side, it brings us up to speed with the story so far. Furious at the attitude of Melchester Rovers fans and officials towards veteran keeper Tubby Morton, Roy ran riot against Walford Rovers, scoring four spectacular goals, but not even his incredible performance could silence Tubby's critics. And there they are. They're coming off the... Um, coming off the pitch and some of the, the Lampards in the crowd are haranguing and barracking Tubby Morton um, think yourself lucky you had nothing to do Tubby fucking hell another one shouts now call it a day while we still remember you as a great keeper hang Fuck up your off. boots gaffer disgusting it's, it is it's horrible and then you've got fucking kids running up the pitch for autographs on the pitch look at them with the bubble like, and the scarves like, on. He looks like he's going to do a Brian Clough in the next yeah. caption because he clenches his fist. fist. Like, do yeah. a, um, that was a good one, wasn't it? Was that a private eye headline when, when Brian Clough punched that fan mm. when they were... It was a pitch invasion. Yeah. was that, like, mid to late 80s? And Brian, like that, yeah. private eye just ran the picture with the headline, shit hits fan. <laughs> Bit harsh on Clough, but that's a bit harsh on Brian Clough, yeah. Yeah, but I suppose they could say he was a shit because at the end of the day, he had um, assaulted Mm. a stranger in public, which is a shitty thing to do. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, well, that's Cluffy," but actually, he just fucking clouted some kid. And actually, I always think pitch invaders. Ninety-nine percent of pitch invaders 
that all they're doing is having a bit of a run around and we all want a fucking run about, don't we, sometimes? Burn off a bit of energy, <laughs> like when you let a kid have a run about. They're like dogs. You, sit, yeah. you give them a big expanse of grass, they just want to run around on it. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> fans want to jump on the pitch and just run around giggling. And that's <clears> what it is. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. You them. don't have to, to to just fucking clout one of them. And it, it also mm. was a sucker punch. The geezer wasn't in fucking... He, he posed yeah. no threat to Brian Clough. And the geezer wasn't, you know, didn't see it coming. He's just running about laughing. <laughs> I'm on the pitch. I'm yeah. on the pitch. Because it's exciting. And Brian Clough just well, go, bang, have that cunt. And he yeah, had a track record I, doing I, that because mm. he also sucker punched Roy Keane when he came in at half-time. He one. did. So you've got to remember, I know Clough's a legend and all that, but you've got to remember this man liked to fucking drink a lot and then punch people, yeah. which... But what, 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 how do we regard the cunt in our kick? We're all in favour of that, aren't we? So yeah, but that was different a... because that was, that was provoked. Like... Yeah, well, this was provoked as well. It was still a transgression. Do you know no. what I mean? It was, no, it was no, a pitch invasion. That's a Lampard fucking perception yeah. of transgression. She's like, you're not allowed on the pitch. I'm well within my rights to punch you in the face as hard as I it's can. It's fine, Clough. He can do what he wants. Have you ever punched... Uh, sorry, have you ever pitch invaded? Yeah. Yeah, I pitch invaded on... Yeah, I can't remember, have. a few times at West Ham, yeah. yeah. But at West Ham, it was, you know, back in Upton Park, it was encouraged. <laughs> on the last Actually, day... speaking uh, of... On the last home game of the season, they, honestly, the pitch, the, the fucking announcer would always more or less go, now it's the last day of the season, so no cupping on the pitch, everyone. But there was always wink, a sort wink. of a tone in his voice that was a bit like, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Come on, we're Cockneys. Of course we're going to invade the pitch. We it's in our nature. We're cheating <laughs> people. And that's one of the cheatiest things you can do is jump on the pitch and have a run about. <laughs> there's a nice story about Clough that's just emerged recently there's a lad from Sunderland who's written a book about knowing Brian Clough and um, the, the lad and his brother when they were little kids they were hanging around down the beach at Seaburn and Forrest were in town to play at Newcastle mm. and Clough always had Forrest stay at Sunderland and Seaburn right. because uh, he'd played for us for a, a few years and he had a lot of affection for the place and um, this kid um, got talking to Kenny Swain, the Forest player, yeah. and then Kenny Swain said, "Come back the next day, we'll sort you out with some autographs and stuff." So he did, and the lad got to meet Brian Clough, this lad and his brother, and then eventually they ended up going down to Nottingham to stay with Clough and his family. And this lad was okay. like from a really yeah. poor um, family, and his dad was really abusive, and all this kind of thing. And Clough and his wife almost became a second family to them. So he spent lots of time in Nottingham and then ended up working for Clough's son's company and all this sort of thing. Um, there's an interview with the lad in The Guardian, but it, it, it didn't turn out great for him. Nothing that Brian did. Did, did was, he punch? Did, he, it was really nice. And then one day I walked in for breakfast and Brian just punched me in the face really hard. No, the lad, the lad ended up nicking. He worked in a bookies that Clough's son owned and he ended up nicking from the shop and he was um, cast out of the... The Clough Circle. Well, I'm not surprised. But it's John really, do that, it's a really interesting story. There's a good, um, a good interview with the lad on, on the Guardian website. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll try and remember to tweet it out, but I'll invariably forget. I'll um, tweet a link. Just Google it. Just fucking Google it. Get it yourself. 
Fucking hell. I mean, talking um, of like, our, one of our bugbears is people asking us to do shit that they can do sat on their ass. They can easily look up themselves. But yeah. you are actually, I mean, you can be quite grumpy about that, um, as can I. But on tour, um, I noticed that a lot of people were going, eh, what time do you come on stage, right, when we were <laughs> going on show? And I was yeah. looking at that thinking, oh, Andy's not going to like this. <laughs> like this, this is this is this is information that's of public record. It's widely available. It's on your ticket. They've bought a fucking ticket. It's their fucking business to find out. He's not going to like being asked directly when we got all this other shit that we got to do. You know, but I don't know what happened. Maybe you have an epiphany, or maybe you've taken some ecstasy. But you actually <laughs> quite politely told quite a lot of them. We'll be on stage at eight p.m. sharp. And I thought, wow. <laughs> That's quite, that was nice of you. Yeah. Well, it's not a hardship to just take 8 p.m., is it? You know yeah, I mean? but it's the principle, Andy. <laughs> Look at your ticket, Carl. Well, well, that's me. I'm deceptive. I'm hard to pin down. I like to um, keep them guessing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I had a geography teacher on. like that once. What? Anyway, you won't go. Well, it's the same thing. You come in Mondays and she'd be like, all right, worry, see the football at the weekend? Yeah. Ah, right, laugh, innit? Here, any of you like into Duran Duran? Blah, blah, blah. And we'd be like, wee, yeah, miss, you're a right fucking laugh. And then one day, and then the next day you come in, you go, yeah, miss, did you see the extended stuff? So she go, don't talk to me like that. This is a place oh, of learning. Don't come in here <laughs> talking Fuck. to me like I'm one of your mates. Fucking focus on your geography, you little dick. Right, you're in detention. But miss, I thought it was all right to have banter. And then the next day, be back to banter, mind games. Jesus Christ. Fucking Mind you, my um, mate Joe, who was the pretty boy of the school, right? <laughs> of the whole school, not just the class. Mate, my mate Joe, my mate Joe became... Beautiful a, Joe. A, a, beautiful Joe became a top model <laughs> and once was in a Burberry campaign with Kate Moss. He was like... One of my best mates, right? And you think in context, yeah, everyone fancies Joe. That's all right. He's the pretty boy of the school. No big deal. It's just in the context of our school. There's quite a lot of ugly people here, so fair enough, right? But then he went mainstream. He went into the big leagues. It's like one of the... It's like if the best footballer in your school, but he never really makes it beyond Sunday mm. league and you realise in the yeah, bigger yeah, leagues. And, and, thing, and, and, but yeah. like if a, if a kid from your school ever actually ends up playing Premier League football, you're like, well, well, that's what happened to him, but in the handsomeness stakes. Fantastic. Um, well and done, he was so handsome job. that by the time we were 15, he could legitimately flirt with female teachers and wow. they would sort of melt. And it got us out <laughs> of scrapes all the time. Because, like, if we'd misbehaved in class, me and him, and they'd try and give it up, and they'd go, ah, oh, that'd be like that, sweetheart. You look lovely in that dress. And go, oh, Joe, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would benefit from it because I'd be his accomplice, right? And, uh, I mean, that's that's funny, but there's a sinister undertone there as well. He, he got, <laughs> but the thing is, he got too cocky, right? As right. the pretty boys always get too cocky. Yeah. And he said to this teacher, the one I'm telling you about, Miss Elliot, she decided one day she was having an off day, probably in retrospect, it was hangovers. And she, she had one of her days where she suddenly decided that we shouldn't be chatting to her and that we she was going to put us in detention. She said, right, stay back after class, right? And um, and we she because I'm going to give you to, a, you know, she was going to like give us a telling off at, in break time. So we held back and we're standing there and all the other kids file out and then she, we, we had to stand by her desk and she's coming over to basically give us both barrels about her attitude 
right? Mm. And Joe, by this stage, you know, puberty's kicked in. His looks mm-hmm. have only blossomed. He didn't have the awkward <laughs> stage. There's not a, a boy pimple. Boy's becoming a man. <laughs> there's not a pimple on the cunt. Never once had a spot in his life. Never had that awkward bit where you kind of your nose looks too big for your face or anything. Just like, yeah. you know, it just gone from strength to strength. But with great power become, comes great responsibility. She's come yeah. over, and before she can start, and I knew she was going to give us fucking a really big going over. And he's got. Do you know what he said to her? I'll never forget. He went, "Miss." And she went, "What?" And he went. Have you lost weight? He said to a teacher, have you lost weight? And she went, what the hell did you just say to me? And he went, I'm just saying, you look great. I was wondering if you'd lost weight. And she went, fuck, understandably, she went fucking ballistic right at him. (laughs) And like, it was really, I mean, you know, she reduced him almost to tears. Mm. And I remember I had sympathy for both of them. Because I thought, she doesn't need some cocksure 15-year-old boy commenting on her weight. Mm-hmm. But he was trying. I could see what he was trying to do. It was a strategy deployed in the past that he, had yeah, worked for it's him. worked before. Yeah. And I've backed him before. I've backed yeah. him. I've, I've egged him on. I've gone, go on, mate. Give her the old week. We'll get off the hook. No problem. <laughs> we'll be out of here in minutes. <laughs> Bend over. I'll drop a pencil. You bend over to pick it up and make sure you show her plenty of your ass. We'll be out of here in fucking seconds flat, mate. <laughs> so I, it had worked in the past, but it's been subtle. And I think that he'd got so carried away with his own powers, he thought he could take it mm. to the next level. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was very yeah. like, eh, pussycat, give stop. us a smile. Yeah. You've got lovely smiles. Give us a <laughs> smile. Come on. Mm-hmm. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Roy the Rovers. Yeah. Let's get back to it. So the fact that kids are running on the pitch and it says the reception for Roy was in complete contrast. Uh, your third goal was fantastic, Roy. Can I have your autograph? Please, Roy. Roy goes, uh, sorry, kids, not today. I am in a bit of a hurry. Uh, they go, uh, but, but, but Roy. And Roy marches off down the tunnel. Um, and one of the kids says, that's the very first time he's ever refused us. Another one says, hey, did you see his face? Oh, he seems different somehow. Sort of bitter. <laughs> First time he's ever refused. It's how many autographs have these cunts collected? How many autographs do you need from one footballer? <laughs> yeah, fuck off. You know what I mean? And Get autographs one, are really it? overrated as well. In the era now oh, yeah. of the selfie, you kind of think, oh, fucking autograph. I mean, you could show it to some cunt, but it is, most of them are just a squiggle. You could say, oh, look, that's Jeff Hurst's autographed. And people just go, yeah. no, it's fucking not. 
Just I mean, we've been asked for the occasional selfie, haven't we, on our yeah. on tour and things like that. Mm. I would love to be asked for an autograph rather than a selfie. Yeah. I once got asked for an autograph, right? It was the <laughs> first... I, I, I might have been asked for an autograph like twice in my life. I can't remember. I, I just remember this, this one time, right? Because yeah. it was just before camera phones were big, yeah? So the autograph... Yeah. It was the death throes, the final days of the autograph. Yeah. But... I had this show on Channel 5, The Edit. I've probably bored you about it before, right? But it was my first sort yeah. of proper... I'd done some work presenting on shitty, like, cable channels, but this was a terrestrial show, my own show, yeah. like, about, I think it was, like, midday every Saturday, right? And it was, you know, it didn't have a fucking big audience. It didn't make me famous, but I had my own TV show. And my one day... My brother, my oldest brother, who, as you know, I'm always looking for validation from, right? He'd mm-hmm. come to meet me at the studio because we were going somewhere. So I said, come and pick me up from the studio because it was a live show. I said, I'll finish the show and then we'll fuck off. And he went, all right. So I was all proud because my big brother was there on the studio floor watching me present, saying the things that I had to read <laughs> out of the auto cue, right? Uh, now do you see? Now do you see that I am a special <laughs> little boy? Right? Um, But afterwards, there was a girl who'd come along to watch it as well. I don't know if she was a fucking competition winner or what, but she was like, you know, probably like, you know, 13 or something. And she's come up with one of the producers said she'd like to meet you. So I've gone, oh, yeah, hello. My brother was there as well. And so I was all proud that someone wanted to meet me and say hello to me. Mm. And then she said, can I have your autograph? And I'd never been asked for an autograph before. So here's the thing, Andy. I didn't have an autograph. What I had was a signature. Yeah. And my signature... Very different thing. Yeah. ...was S.B. Delaney, right? Right. That was my signature. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can't give that out because you signed checks with that. You signed legal documents with precisely. that. Precisely. That's what I didn't understand. Plus, it's really boring and dull. S.B. <laughs> Delaney, right? It's re- There's nothing... There's no flourish or flamboyance to so it. So you quickly developed an autograph it, on the spot. It could, it could be anyone. No, I didn't. She held out a thing... I'd been in a magazine, right? And she had the magazine with a picture of me in it and she handed it to me with a pen and I wrote across my own, basically, face in this magazine, S.B. Delaney, and handed it back to her. And she just looked down there and looked up at me like, a bit weird, she went, oh, thanks. And I go to my brother, yeah. Wow, what was her problem? She didn't seem very appreciative of that autograph. Went, you silly cunt. You just gave me your fucking signature that you signed checks with. You're supposed to write your old name and do a smiley face and all of that. I didn't even write all the best or anything like that. So, you know, the fact that I've never been asked for an autograph since is probably God's way of telling me that I didn't deserve to ever be asked for an yeah. autograph because I got yeah. my one shot and I fucked mm-hmm. it up. And I've always, the reason right I remember up. it in such is I've always always regretted it and it'll ne- sam, I'll never get asked again sam sam mm. can we please carry on with this roy the yeah, story <laughs> we're trying to keep these episodes story. short because we're doing we're doing we're catching up on the ones we missed when we were away on tour yeah. right, we're trying on. we're trying come um on. where is it yeah, so they've refused his autograph. And Roy takes Tubby to one side and says, Tubby, I... Uh, Tubby says, what? If you're worried about the comments of the fans, forget it. I mean, they've given me the bird once or twice over the years. Anyway, 
I've had a good run. It's time Charlie Carter came back into the side and I got back to my sports shop. So I'm going to retire gracefully or let you off the hook. Fucking hell, he's already got a sports shop. He's in the post, post-football post career I've sports a, shop group. I've got a form of me old sword. I've got a form of me old sword for you up to the bus. Sometimes in the olden days of Roman Empire, they'd ask a general to fall on his own sword to make it easier for Caesar. That's yeah. where the phrase comes from. Did you know that? I've got a very interesting Roman history. I don't know if you knew that one. In retirement, I intended to devote a lot of my time to my interest in Roman history. <laughs> when I'm not running the shop, I'm going to do a, the shop three days a week, and on the two other days, I'll have someone else minding it for me. I've got a nephew, and he's got his name, his name's Paul, Paul Morton, and he's got a, he's got to mind it on the Wednesday and the Friday, <laughs> and on those days, I'll be doing me reading up on the Roman Emperor in the what? library. It's good, because along with me nephew, I, I get him working for me on the YTS scheme, so he only gets £28.50 a week. But because he's my nephew, I give him an extra five a week off the till, just to keep him happy. Well, I've said to him, Roy, I've said, look, just because I'm a nephew, don't be taking the pit. I'll be keeping a keen eye on you. I don't want to see your fucking fingers in the till. I'll fucking have them off. <laughs> I'll have blood sticker the water. And if you don't fucking anything that pushes me off, you will be falling on my sword. <laughs> I don't care if you're my brother's son. I'll tell I'll him th- as well. I said I'll cut your fucking hands off. I'll tell him. I've told him. I've told my brother. You might be my brother and he might be your son. But if he fucking takes so much of a penny out of that, without asking I'll cut him fucking hands off and if you've got a problem with it you can come see me and I'll cut your hands off well, I'll cut fucking anyone's hands off that's what I told them right yeah okay Tommy maybe not you know I, yeah, I agree with you in principle but don't go on a, like a spree of hand cutting I mean, I seem like a hunkier kind of fella, but what people don't know about me is that I carry a flick knife everywhere I go. <laughs> Just in case. And I know what you're thinking, boy. The average flick knife ain't enough to cut off a fucking cut through human bone. But this is the one I got in France when I went on a day trip with the wife. And I got a fucking military standard fucking flick knife. I also got some porno playing cards while I was there, if you want to look at them later. <laughs> And those sweets that are in sort of strips, you know the ones, oh, they're delicious. I ate 40 yards of them sweets on the ferry home. <laughs> so, Toby is falling on his sword there, and Roy says, No, you won't. I'm the manager, and I'm not going to be pressured into making changes that just aren't justified. He's going to keep picking this fat bastard for fucking years on end. He's fucking insane, he won't point. let him retire. Yeah. You're no. playing. I don't want yeah, to play. I, You're fucking playing. <laughs> You're not. You'll retire when I fucking say <laughs> you can retire. It's more about... Listen, it's, con- it's, it's 90 minutes a week. Just fucking do it. It's more about control now than it is about, yeah. like, real mm-hmm. footballing strategy, isn't it? He just yeah. wants to know that he is in control of everything Tubby does. 
Yeah, that's basically it. Um, yeah, so uh, Roy, Sam Barlow appears and says, uh, uh, Roy, can I have a word? Roy spins around and says, what about Sam? If it's my resignation you want, you're not going to get it. If you don't like the way I run my team, you'll have to fire me. Fucking hell. Wow. Roy, what is going on? If you this don't is like some the kind fact of I'm persistently balance. fucking picking a geriatric <clears throat> fat soul to play in goal when we've got a perfectly good fucking goalkeeper sat on the bench, then fire me. <laughs> I've checked it out with the legal team. It does not count as gross misconduct. It only counts as bizarre selection policy, which is not a sackable <laughs> yeah. offence. <laughs> he's maybe trying to be constructive dismissal. Yeah. Sam Barlow says, no, no, it's nothing like that. Harvey Rawson wants to chat with you in the boardroom. I've uh, no idea what it's about. <laughs> Harvey Rawson, idiot. of course. What an idiot. The Walford chairman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roy says, oh, all right, but I'm going to have a shower first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we see a very erotic uh, scene of Roy in the shower, stood underneath the uh, the, the flowing water with his hair. Shades his of Bobby Ewing. Yeah. His hair fl- sticking to the side of his head. Um and a thought bubble covering the upper part of his torso, which is probably for the best. Um, the sensors probably made them do that. It says, Rawson had recently taken over chairman of Wofford Rovers, and Roy's thinking to himself, oh, fans should think themselves lucky. Not even Rawson, with all his millions, can produce a team like we've got. Hang on, you are in the second division last season, pal. Um, like, we've, like we've got, maybe they've had too much success for too long, or like the relegation campaign from two seasons ago. Um, <laughs> Later, as Roy emerged from the showers, he says, anyone seen Tubby? He's fucking obsessed with Tubby Morton. <laughs> Blackie Grit. Blackie Have Grit you ever says, seen Tubby in the shower? It's a fucking <laughs> magnificent sight. He's, he Ruben-esque. usually goes home and showers because he's very self-conscious, understandably. But once in a while, if he's got to, if he's got to be somewhere, he'll have a shower here. And if, if he does, do yourself a favour and fucking drink it in. Because he's like, it's fucking amazing. It's like a hippo on its hind legs. <laughs> Blackie says, he, he's gone, Roy. Uh, some idiot planted this in his locker. And Blackie pulls out a walking stick with a note pinned to it, which says, you've earned it, old timer. That oh, feels like fucking I bet that was that. Noel Baxter. Yeah, classic Noel Baxter. Classic funny Baxter, gag. That. Little prick. And uh, Roy... He's been toweling his hair. He throws the towel across the room. I'm midway through toweling my hair, eh? Fuck's sake. I'm trying to think. He says, that just about does it. Uh, Blackie says, there wasn't any other players, Roy. You you know how we feel about Tubby. Uh, Roy shouts, I know, but it doesn't make this latest incident any easier to take. (sighs) Moments later, Roy is in... Is it the boardroom? I don't know. It's like, it looks like a fucking living room. It's got a big fireplace in it and a framed fucking painting above the above the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Roy is meeting with Harvey Rawson. Sorry to keep you waiting, Harvey. Seems Harvey, like it looks we've got a bit a different in, in the here. Camp. Yes, I had it redecorated at short notice specifically for this meeting. But it's not even <laughs> your club. I know, but I have someone. Tra- I have a team of interior decorators. <laughs> come with me everywhere in case I find myself having to stand in a room that I become that I find aesthetically displeasing <laughs> that is I'm how rich to... I am Roy Race I'm putting a marker down 
As soon as I uh, step foot out of this room, it will be put back to normal. To factory settings, if you will. <laughs> so, <laughs> Roy says, we've got, seems like we've got a joker in the camp. And Harvey <laughs> Rawson says, and the joke wasn't in very good taste, so I hear. Well, how does he know? How, how does the dressing room I know everything, Grace. Harvey Rawson? Everything. I've been there all the way through. Even back when you were a child, I was there watching as your father neglected you on Sundays <laughs> in the bookmakers, making you stand outside with a bottle of pop and a straw. Never quite showing you the attention you craved. I was there, I was there, right? I was there watching, all the way, all the time. Waiting. And now here <laughs> I am. Cultivating ready, you. Ready to make my you. move. I'm readying us both for this moment. <laughs> now suck you my think, cock. You, you th- <laughs> <laughs> what? You heard me. Suck it. Uh, Suck it good. Uh, 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 I, I don't... I feel compelled to comply. Very well. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. This is like the Manchurian candidate. Have you said some sort of trigger word that you instilled in my mind years ago? That's exactly what I have done, Race. Bravo. I'll feast on it. <laughs> <laughs> now gobble it down. <laughs> All right, I'll Maybe. do it. Hang on, as Rawson put the walking stick in the fucking dressing room. It was me who put the walking stick yeah, there, Race. Fucking hell. I don't know what's going on yeah. here. It was me so. who shot you in the hair. Not <laughs> yeah. your cousin from Australia. I, I framed him. <laughs> well, it wasn't even him, it was the actor, wasn't it? What oh, was yeah, that was it. That was it? Fucking, oh, yeah. Elton yeah, it was the actor. Elton Wellsby. Elton Wellsby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harvey Rawson says... And for a man who's just played one of the most brilliant games I've ever seen, you don't look very happy. <laughs> Roy goes, it's uh, nothing serious. I guess every manager gets the feeling uh, from time to time that his efforts aren't been appreciated. And here we go. Rawson drops the bomb. He says, so, maybe it's time for a change, Roy. How would you like the chance to do a Melchester with Walford? With the help of five million pounds and a salary of £3,000 per week. And you Roy's can't. head... Roy's head spins. Look at his head. It's got the spinning motion it's around each spin, side of his spun head. spun right round like an owl. <laughs> like an owl. It's got the 360 it's degrees. It's round like the exorcist three times in a row. Fucking yeah. hell. My head's literally spinning. Three grand a week. <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, don't stop talking. You're boring me now. Yes, where's the contract, you cunt? Maybe you need to think about it right. No, I'll no. do it. Fuck it. Get the paperwork out, fuck's sake. Three grand I've away. Fucking hell. Can Blackie come with me? Don't worry if not. It's not a deal breaker. Actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at this club since the 1950s, but I will drop them like a hot brick for that amount of money. You mad Can cunt. I come in your car with you now? Do I, do I have to suck your cock every week? It's okay if I do. I just want to know up front. No, this one time shall be sufficient. Thank you. I didn't enjoy it in the least. It was more a power play. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll remember that one myself. Fair enough. You uh, win. <laughs> this time. Uh, Touche. Uh, so there we are. And it says, what will Roy's reply be to this staggering offer seen next week? And it asks us for marks out of 10. If only we could give it 20, because that was brilliant. A big 10 for me for that one. Yeah, 10. I really like that. I like Ooh. Yeah, I like the intrigue, the behind-the-scenes intrigue. It's really exciting. Can't yeah, wait for the next episode now. Absolute roller coaster. So we'll uh, find out what happens next time, next week. 
Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye and good luck. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.